coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. You know, for a dead franchise, there have been a lot of new Star Fox games in the last two years. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. We've got a good show for you today. We're going to be talking about the news from the week, including Retro's rumored Star Fox racing game. Uh, And then on Thursday, come back for that, because we are going to be predicting E3, uh, all of it, million-dollar bet. Right, Mark? Absolutely. Absolutely million-dollar bet. Let's just loop back around on this uh, Star Fox thing for a second. Uh Just a a brief second, because it is worth pointing out that Star Fox Zero and Star Fox Guard came out just a little over two years ago, April 21st, 2016. And Star Fox 2 came out on the Super NES Classic like a year ago. Nuts. And so now we've got like the rumor of another one coming out. It's we're, we're lousy with Star Fox games. Yeah, and I really consider it like, I'm pretty sure I've said on this show, this is a franchise that we're not going to see another game from for a long time. But nobody, we just keep seeing, we just keep Star seeing Fox them. Games. Yeah, and every time they come out, I just forget about them immediately. Mm -hmm. Also, what if there's like a a Star Fox mobile game that comes out too? Like all of these things are possible. Yeah. We could just keep getting Star Fox. I mean, it seems like we're going to. Right. So buckle up for that. Before we get started, guys, we need you to help us out. We need some reviews on Apple Podcasts. Mark, how many new reviews on Apple Podcasts did we have this last week? I am sad to report that we had no no new reviews this week no new reviews this week so thank you for everyone that's right there could be other ones Uh uh, elsewhere and of course if you are reviewing us elsewhere uh you know tweet at us or email us let us know that you did it and uh, we'll shout you out on the show um you can tweet at us at nincart society or send us an email nintendo cartridge society at gmail.com that's also a good way for you to uh put in a request for guest weather we got no reviews we got no requests no guest weather I'm sorry. These and are just nobody cheat and just like Google a place. No, 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 absolutely not. Yeah. Do not get your guess weather news from a source that is not us. How would you even know if it was guessed or not? That you wouldn't. Be, that may be the person's home weather. Yeah. Very low ups for yeah. that idea. I would even say downs. Downs to that idea. Uh, all right. Um, another thing that you can do with that email address is you can participate in our, we are going to be determining what is the best Pokemon starter? You know, at the beginning of every Pokemon game, you get to pick from three Pokemon. Say, who, who's going to be your buddy this whole game? Who's the best one of those? Let us know by writing in. You can yes. tweet at us. Yes, you can tweet us at Nincart Society. The Facebook page is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. And here's the thing. If you really, like, if you don't care, but you just really want to throw a certain Pokemon under the bus, you can do that, too. Right. So if you have, or if you have one that you really want to champion, we got an email from uh, Dustin. He's got a pick that he's defending pretty vigorously. So thank you, Dustin. Uh, everyone else? Is it Pikachu? I will not disclose that information. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Um. Uh, Mark, is, is your favorite starter Pikachu? <laughs> Not for the purposes of this show. That's very good. Um, all right. So, yes, if you have any, any of that, please uh, send us an email, Society at gmail.com. Mark, um, let's get into what we've been playing this week. 
kind of following up on our twin episodes from last week, I finished South Park the Fractured But Whole um, this weekend. How many hours do you think uh, you put into it? Over 20. Um, the game ended up being longer than I thought it was going to be. Like, I, I, I thought for sure it was going to clock in at, like, as I was playing through it and just knowing that it lasts, like, three days, uh, three game days, and then there's, like, a little bit more into the fourth day. I was like, oh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm getting right to the end of this game. On Saturday night, I, I was, like, kind of cruising towards what I assumed was the end at, like, 8 o'clock at night. And then I didn't go to bed until, like, 1.30 because <laughs> <laughs> I had to finish the game. Um, I really enjoyed my experience with it. I did encounter the, uh, the uh, there's a, a bug where the game just, like, hard crashes every time. Um, you're, like, going in to start a mission with Call Girl, and um, it just crashes every time um and uh like right at the end you know there's a, a series of like kind of boss fights or like cool like callback fights um and i had two different occasions like within the last maybe hour hour and a half of gameplay where it either froze up on me or just failed oh bummer um, so like the game is a, a little bit broken right now you know ubisoft is uh, ubisoft has said that they're going to patch it but like right now it's it's kind of busted so were the like were there just missions you weren't able to do so there was one mission i was not able to do um and uh the the other the other crashes like i just did that part of the game again like there was one where it's like it's a big boss it, you fight like a big giant you know mutated something or other i'm not gonna spoil what it is because it, it's very good and made me laugh a lot when I encountered it. Um, but, like, did the whole fight, and then in the little cinematic afterwards, it crashed. And then, oh, I, was, that and then I was like, uh, all right. And so, like, turned the game back on. I was like, I hope it auto-saved after that fight. No, I sure didn't. Um, so I had to do, do it all again. I did, when we talked about Doom, uh, I can't remember if I talked about that, like, the last boss in that game, mm -hmm. I, like, beat it. And yeah. then it glitched out and never like actually went into a death state. Yes. And so I had to like start the game. I had to like fight, do that fight over again. Yeah. It's, it's annoying. It's always annoying. It's super. Yeah. And the, the absolute final fight in the game, um, I, it, there was another like glitch state there where I was, I performed a move and my character just like, you know, it's like one where he throws his body at, um, at uh, your opponents and he just sort of like kept flying through the air and it just like the move never ended and i was like <laughs> what <laughs> so i had to do it all again so i don't know i i enjoyed south park a lot i feel like it's still broken the game is on sale right now um or maybe not on sale uh so much as just like permanently reduced in price or, or something um but maybe I worth picking up but not at a reduced price but not playing until Yes, it's patched. that would be my advice, is if you're interested in South Park, you can pick it up now and uh, wait until they patch it. Um, and they just have to at this point, I think. Um, did you go back to Donkey Kong? Yeah, so I haven't finished it, but I, I you know, you and I got a lot further in, in, into it than I remembered. Like, I, as I continue to play, I'm mm -hmm. like, oh, I've seen this before. And it was because you and I had gone that far. Yes. Um, well, you and I did a, a couple different sessions yeah. of, of that game. That's one that we've returned to uh, back on the on the Wii U. But I am at DK Island right now. Yeah. Um, which I'm guessing is towards the end of the game. And I've been doing all like the secret levels and all that kind of stuff. 
Uh, man, it's so good. It's really fun. I feel like the music is good in it, but like the real bangers were earlier in the game. Yeah, there's some real good tunes early in that game. And then I've, of course, been playing Stardew Valley because that's just like a thing I do with my life now. now. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, it's great. I have no complaints. Like, I... When, when's that multiplayer coming out on Switch? Who knows? It's in beta on PC right now. Mm. So maybe this summer? Come to Switch. Um, so I've also been playing, uh, or I played a little bit of the Blaze Blue Cross Tag Battle demo, which is available now if you don't want to spend any money on a fighting game on Switch. Um, I, it, the game's sort of a mess. Um, it is, I guess, a Blaze Blue game. So if you know you like Blaze Blue games, uh, that's how it plays. Um, there are two basic attack buttons and the third, uh, a third attack button that is like, it, it's called your crush button. Um, and I, I'm having a little bit of a hard time wrapping my head around it just because, you know, it's a, it's a fighting game where I don't have like any anchor. I don't have experience with earlier entries um, in the game. And I don't even recognize the characters from like the, the various franchises that they're pulling from. So like, is it a cross or? Are all Blaze Blue games a crossover? I don't think so. Okay. So Bla- Blaze Blue, I believe to be a just fighting game series. I've done no research on this, so I'm just it, off off the cuff here. Um, and then like there are some uh, uh, Persona Four Arena characters in there, and Persona Four Arena is like the fighting game that spun out of Persona Four itself, a spinoff of Shimigami Tensei. Um, so. Uh, yeah, and then there there are other, like, when you go to the character select screen, you can see what franchise they're from um, as you're selecting these characters. But it's all very frantic, and, like, the backgrounds go crazy all the time. Like, as soon as you start, uh, the combos are super easy. You can just jam on, like, the basic attack button, and you're performing a combo, and the background is, like, colors and lights! <laughs> um, and it all just gets uh, very insane very fast. Um, one thing that I found to be super compelling about the game is the, uh, like sort of online rooms. Um, cause you can go into these big, it's like a, a giant arena and you have this little avatar that's like walking around and you can actually see, uh, like two people standing on like, or two other avatars that are, you know, controlled by people like standing on little fight pads, like they're in an arcade together playing oh, against fun. each other. Um, so like, I don't know, there's just something very, uh, neat about seeing like, oh, th- that guy just got out of a fight. I'm going to hop in over there. Um, and even though it's like a totally superficial thing, uh, it-, it felt communal. You yeah, know? I like that. Uh, so that that was fun. Um, but I-, I don't I, I, don't, I don't think I'm going to pick up this game when it actually uh, when it actually comes out. Um, the art style is very strange to me. The all the characters are you know drawn in like anime style, but they're sort of pixely. Like they're the black outline of the anime character is like pixely, and then it's colored in as anime would be. So it doesn't really look like pixel art. You know, like pixel art has that sort of uh, like level of detail to it, like Street Fighter Two sort of. But this is like a weird combination of doesn't really look pixely, doesn't really look anime. It's like kind of a gross mashup of the two that like I just can't wrap my head around it sounds weird reason. it's my, weird yeah. my only exposure to uh blaze Boop previously was my friend had w- one of the entries on the ps3 yeah sure um but never super been into fighting games it just looked like a fighting game to me yeah yes and i mean for i am someone who is into fighting games and this 
looks to me what I imagine other fighting games look like to normal people. <laughs> where <laughs> where it's just chaos. Where it's just, yeah, where it's like chaos, and you're like, how are you following this? Like, it makes it makes Marvel versus Capcom look like tame and normal, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's crazier than that. Uh, and then uh, this evening, I was playing a little bit of Pokemon Crystal because I, you know, we're doing this who's the best starting Pokemon, and I have very little experience with uh, non-Gen 1 and non-Gen 7. Um, so I spent a little time in the second generation. Uh, my starter is the Totodile, who is like a little water crocodile. Um, the other starters, do you know the other starters from that generation? No. So there's uh, Chikorita, which is, I don't know what kind of animal it's supposed to be, but it looks like it's on four legs, uh, and it's the, the leaf type. And then there's the Cyndaquil, which is the fire uh, porcupine. And I, I'm starting to feel like I should have gone with the fire porcupine. Uh, uh, just like ability-wise? Yeah, just because there aren't, I have not encountered any other catchable fire Pokemon at this point, but I have oh. encountered other water types and other grass types. So I'm like, mm, I'm, this, is a real, this is a real type I'm missing here. Did you choose this crocodile because of aesthetics? Uh, y- yes. Let, beauty fades, Patrick. I know it beauty does. Fades. I know it does. But diamonds are forever? <laughs> what are we saying here? <laughs> never say never again? There we go. All right, Mark, that's what we've been playing this week. Let's get into the new releases and what we might be playing next week. Today, May 15th, uh, on the 3DS, Shin Megami Tensei Strange Journey Redux. Speaking of Shin Megami Tensei. Is being released. Uh, this is a remake of a DS game, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I've, I don't think I've ever played one of these games before. I've never played one to the end, like all yeah. the way through at the very least. Um, this seems like an interesting starting point if, for me... In that it has, I can't remember exactly what they call it, but there's like four difficulty modes, and one of them is like baby mode. Ooh. And I'm super into baby modes for games right now. <laughs> that like for franchises, especially one like this, that I feel like Shimigami Tensei has a reputation for being a little bit difficult to get into. Like Persona, Persona is like the fun version of this franchise. Yes, like the more approachable version of this franchise. And I do you think it's game difficulty that makes them hard to get into or like lore? Well, I'm pretty sure they are. It's it's like Persona or like Final Fantasy where it's not like you need to have played the other ones in order to understand these. Yeah. Um, I think maybe like the uh, uh, subject matter, for lack of a better term, is maybe like darker in Shin Megami Tensei. Uh, Not that Persona doesn't get dark. No, Persona starts dark. You were you were here playing yeah. the first like couple hours of Persona Five uh-huh. with me. It get, goes to dark places real early, like almost immediately. Yeah. Um, I don't know that I'm going to be picking this up only because I don't right now. I don't really have the time to right. sink into, um, like a big RPG, especially on the 3DS, especially at, like paying Atlas prices. Uh, luckily for me, if I ever want to pick it up in the future, I have been buying my games digitally, so. Basically, if you are considering buying this one and you buy games physically, you should try to pick this up as soon as possible. Because word on the street is that it is oh, very short supply. Limited. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, and then on Thursday, uh, on the Switchy Shop, uh, the Faerun Collection comes out. Banner Saga, 
Uh, is that yeah. Banner Saga 1? Yeah, is it's that the first Banner... one. It's the oh, first okay. Because 2 is coming also, and then 3 is also coming right. at some point. 3 is the new one, right? right. I don't think it's out anywhere yet. Uh, yeah, so I, I'm definitely going to pick up Banner Saga. I I don't know why, but I've been like getting myself excited about this. Uh, I'm interested in having a... Uh, I mean, it's it's... I'm just interested in having like a cool storytelling experience that I can carry over. And when Banner Saga 3 is new, I want to have had like the experience with those characters in that world and stuff. I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be cool. And then on Friday, Hyrule Warriors Definitive Edition comes out, which sure I, for some reason, I thought that was later in the month. I'm not picking it up. Like, it doesn't interest me at all. Mm-hmm. But, um, man, there's a lot happening in May. Yeah. And, uh, then I like the Mega Man games come out the next the week after. So yeah, and then uh, the Street Fighter 30th anniversary is like oh, right around yeah. the corner as well. Yeah, it is. Mark, it's a good time to be alive. It is. I still got to figure out where I'm going to pick up that Street Fighter game if I'm going to do it on the PlayStation or on Switch. You have a fighting stick for PlayStation. I have two. <laughs> I have two fight sticks for the PlayStation. So it seems like that's what I got to do. I mean, it makes the most sense to me, but I'm on the outside looking in. You could take it on the go. I'm going to buy this game twice. I just know I'm going to buy this game twice. You should just buy it twice. I'm going to set out to buy it once, and we'll see what happens. All right, uh, Mark, let's get out of the new releases. Now it's time for a regular segment on our show. It's time for 433. In 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 433, where a performer or a group of performers didn't play their instruments for 4 minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So, for the duration of one performance of 4.33, Mark and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo-related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece. Mark, today we are going to be discussing foods that we don't like, but we wish that we did. Um, you threw out this topic, so did, did you have something in mind? Sure, the first thing that comes to mind... Uh are beets okay i wish i like beets because they're incredibly healthy for you superfood and they have you know there's like are all purple foods superfoods i don't know but that seems to be a popular are. color for right. superfoods now are blueberries a superfood or are they just high in antioxidants yeah i don't know if anyone has more information about purple foods or whether or not blueberries are a superfood Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. But yeah, you know, like beet salads. Beets are in everything. There's different colored beets. Here's, and I wish true. I liked them, but I don't. Purple. Yeah. Um, I think they're super gross. Radishes also up there. See, now, okay. I was just talking to a friend about radishes, and she was saying that she loves them. Like, we'll eat a radish like an apple with some, like, salted butter. I'm jealous. It seems crazy, doesn't yeah, it? A complete, I, it's, I can't relate at all. Like, I would, I, w- I also cannot relate at all, but I also don't, like, I think the only time I encounter radishes is when they're, like, sliced into those, like, thin discs. Mm-hmm. I'm convinced I've only had them wrong, you know? Like, yeah, this is how you would have it on a salad, which is mostly other stuff. Yeah, I see, because I don't like raw onion, but, yeah. like, I like grilled onions, so I wonder if you grilled up some radishes if I would be fine with it. Yeah, let's make some radish rings or something. <laughs> I like onion rings. Yeah, that's probably be really gross. So we should try doing that. We will try it later. Uh, uh, Beets. I like beets when they are less wet. And I don't know how this is accomplished, but sometimes you have a beet and it's like, it's wet. You know, it's it's like, I guess maybe it's a like slightly pickled or something. Again, I don't really know what a beet looks like in the wild. Uh, I just know what it looks like when it's on my plate. 
Um, and do you mean like when you mean wet? Do you mean like it's gelatinous a little bit? A little bit, yeah. Um, it's got it, yeah, has that kind of weird, gross consistency. Um, but I've also had beets that are like more firm and almost like I I guess almost like apple like in texture, and that I I like a lot more. Um, I think king among the foods that I'm like, ugh, I just hate encountering it. And it would be so much easier if I was just like, mm, no, 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 is olives. Oh, yeah. Um, like, I can deal with olives if, like, they're on a pizza. Uh, but, you know, only if they're one of, like, four other ingredients. Um, if, I don't know, sometimes, sometimes I'll be eating something and discover that there's olives in it. And I'm just like, oh. I just want this to stop. Is it categorically like? Do you like yeah. black olives or no. like Greek olives? Because for me, like the, um, the like neon green ones with the red, the uh, pimento. Yeah. Oh, those are so gross. Yeah. But like black olives. Nope. And uh, I don't even know if they actually are really called Greek olives that show up in salads sometimes. I'm okay with. I don't. I yeah. None. None of them do anything for me. I. When I, if there is an olive cart in a grocery store, I can't be over there for very, because <laughs> the smell is too much. And I'm like, oh, I got to get away from, okay, got to get away from these olives. Now, now, olives are, what about olive oil? Olive oil, I feel like doesn't taste like olives. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I, mean, yeah, I, 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 I'm also not like guzzling olive oil. <laughs> well, you're not looking to pack on some calories no. or something? <laughs> I mean, not usually. What about olive oil, the Popeye character? I don't care for her either, frankly. It's a it's an unforgiving role. It it is it is. Uh, and she should she should pick she should pick either Bluto or Popeye. Well, she is always picking Popeye. No, Bluto no, she, captures her, right? No, she is frequently like Bluto's girlfriend. Oh, there's those old Popeye ca- cartoons are weird. <laughs> Popeye murders people. He punches their souls <laughs> yeah, out of their body. Yeah, for fun. <laughs> it's fine. Um. Yeah, do do you have other uh, other foods that you you wished you liked more than than you did? Uh, pasta in general. That's interesting. I wish I like really loved pasta, <laughs> but I don't. I feel like most people have the opposite, where they're like, oh, "I just wish I didn't like pasta well, so much." Don't get me wrong. I love carbs. Like I love bread. Mm. Like no 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 no. Give me all that bread. Right. But classic uh, sign that you love something. No 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 no. But for some reason. Um, oh, well, I guess, well, we'll I, never guess know. I guess we will never know. We were accompanied today by the Brussels Chamber Choir. Thank you, Brussels Chamber Choir. All right, Mark, let's get into, into the news. There's a lot of it. All right, so last week we speculated that the Switch online service and the NES games with online mm-hmm. capabilities that are coming with that means the end of virtual console as we know it. And it turns out that is the case. Nailed it. We uh, nailed it. Mark, uh, let's take this moment to celebrate the fact uh-huh. that we nailed it. Hail the conquering heroes. What are we doing? Were we doing Aladdin in that? <laughs> I uh, think it's Aladdin we're doing. <laughs> yeah, but like, that's... Oh, yeah, maybe it is. You're right. But yeah. You're right. No. May Robin Williams rest in peace. Uh-huh. R.I.P. Uh, okay, so Nintendo said... Quote, there are currently no plans to bring classic games together under the Virtual Console banner, as has been done on other Nintendo systems, end quote. However, GameStop did get a little more out of a Nintendo rep who told them that there are a variety of ways in which classic games from Nintendo and other publishers are made available on Nintendo Switch, such as through the Nintendo Entertainment System, Nintendo Switch Online, 
which is the new yeah. uh, program that we were talking about. Nintendo eShop or as packaged collections. Uh, just quick correction on that. It's GameSpot, not GameStop. Oh, thank you. Yes, of course. It's an impossible thing. That I, I can't believe that one of these things didn't flinch and change its name. <laughs> um, but yeah, get GameSpot. Uh, yeah, so I think that really just means that there we're not we don't have that name anymore. Yeah, of of virtual console, they're still gonna you know re-release old games or put them in packages or whatever, and you know I, I think we'll still see other old games again. I think you're totally right. Just not called virtual console. Uh, Ubisoft is running a sale on their Nintendo Switch software until May twentieth. Um, so like Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Gold Edition is fifty thirty nine instead of seventy nine ninety nine. Um, Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle just the regular editions down to like forty bucks. Raymond Legends is twenty five bucks. Monopoly's twenty. Uno is seven. So it's a good time to uh, get some of these Ubisoft games, uh, especially because uh, I mean uh, Mario Rabbids is a, a real good game. I'm interested in picking up uh, Rayman Legends um, because I. Th- think i played origins and like that one they have they all have the most generic names yeah i mean yes uh but i like those games yeah i played the demo for legends and i think the art style is really nice i um the type of platforming or like the platforming didn't feel like super like smart to me smart's not the right word just like really like crisp sure um but i think it's a beautiful game like it looks awesome yeah well, and I think that's also probably a game that uh, the deeper it goes and the more challenging it is, the better the game is. For sure. And I also played it for like 20 minutes. Right. You know? I'm just saying your first impression was wrong. <laughs> I don't even know if that's true. I don't Look, know. I'm an idiot. I know it. <laughs> um, but uh, Monopoly it is 20 bucks, was 40. Um, do you remember seeing the Monopoly in like a... Uh, nintendo direct or something like that and being like what yeah they you know they show without the uh joy con you know you just like put the tablet down on the table as a um just as a tablet yeah yeah like as the game board board yeah yes and then uh yeah here's the thing um i do like monopoly i like to play monopoly especially when you're like actually playing the game um i feel like anytime that you sit down to play monopoly with just like real people and a real board the temptation is to be like, oh, you don't have to pay me all that money because you want people to be able to play, right? Um, but if you just play it like it's a game, then it becomes more fun, like instantly more fun. We've trained ourselves to not like Monopoly. <laughs> I'm saying I may throw down 20 bucks and become Monopoly. Okay, rumor time. And <laughs> this is this is the big one. <laughs> uh, the there's, apocalypse? Yeah. <laughs> yep. There's a leak making the rounds, it, like, originated on Reddit. And 4chan. And, yeah. But has been since been corroborated by other sources, such as IGN, Eurogamer, Kotaku, mm-hmm. um, that the game that Retro Studios is working on is a new Star Fox game called Star Fox Grand Prix mm-hmm. that is... A combination of Diddy Kong Racing, meaning that it has like a story mode and boss battles, and F Zero, and like an open world, and like an of, open yeah. world, yeah, a hub world, it, and yeah. like F Zero. I uh, what what I've been reading like the longer the day has gone on is that calling it a spinoff is kind of a misnomer. Mm. It would be like calling Metroid Prime a spinoff of Metroid, where it's like yes, but this is supposedly like Retro's 
take on what um, a Star Fox game could be. That's interesting. Um, and I think that's that's fair. Like that is a branching path where we are like there is a there are Metroid games and there are Metroid Prime games. Sure, I feel like spinoff sometimes has the connotation of like Link's Federation Force, yeah. you know, or like um, or even Diddy Kong Gracie, you know, sure. where you're like, oh, this is just this is not the real thing. This is just like a side thing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, uh, you know, you could argue that Mario Kart is also a spinoff that turned into a super successful franchise. Yeah, I, I just don't think that we should put the, like, spinoff connotation on this game. Got it, got it, got it, got because it. Because there's already so much, like, negative stigma around mm-hmm. it. I mean, Frasier was a spinoff from Cheers. Right, and Frasier's <laughs> beloved. We love Frasier, right? Do we love Frasier? I mean, I, the I'm little bit I've seen seems fine. Uh, Okay, so... Let's talk about this. I... What do you believe? Do I you, believe it's to- I believe it's true. Do you think we see this game uh, at Nintendo's E3 presentation? I, I understand that we're not to our predicting E3 right, episode yes. yet. Uh, yes, I do. Do you think it comes out this year? I do think it comes out what? this year. What? Yeah. <laughs> that would be insane. In a year where we're, I mean, mind you, other than Smash, I feel like there aren't to- like huge things coming to Switch this year, and there haven't really been huge things yet. So maybe that, maybe that does make sense. Um, but... It just for something as big and as crazy as well, what we're describing, um, it would surprise me to get like so little advance notice, and then it's out this year. Yeah, I don't think so. I feel like that's fairly typical of Nintendo. Yeah, all right, all right. I mean, I guess I say that, but th- or I guess there are no rules with Nintendo. Is more great point. The right thing to say because they've announced Metroid Prime Four for question mark question mark question mark right. And but then they also have announced games and like released them almost immediately. So I feel like it could go either way. But yeah. it would not surprise me if it's a title for this year. Um, are you excited for this game? I am excited, or I'm super interested in a rethought Star Fox. Sure, because Star Fox as a franchise is not one that I feel any affinity towards the gameplay, mm-hmm. and um, I think that's true of a lot of people where. We love, Nintendo fans love the idea of a new Star Fox game, but don't like the actual new Star Fox games that come out. Yeah, I mean, there I arguably hasn't really been a, like, Star Fox game really worth playing since, like, 64, right? And that game, you know, I, I guess there's the, the 3D remake, which also I'm sure is worth playing. Um, and I've heard, like, some faint praise of Assault. Um, and Command, the DS one. Command is okay. I, I've played it. The um, the idea of that game where you're like plotting out your your various like fighters' paths on the the touch screen is really cool. Um, but then when you get into the individual battles, a lot of those are samey and boring. Um, so like the action part of it isn't fun, but the uh, boring part of it is. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, we, you know, you wouldn't we, just at the beginning of the show, we were saying that there have been three Star Fox games already that came out in the last two years, and they're all really, uh, you know, uh, not not great. They're not great games. Yeah, when you said that to me, it really blew my mind because I think of Star Fox as a dead franchise. Yeah, like we t- talked about. Um, that clearly not the case. Right. There have been a lot of Star Fox games. There have been a lot. Yeah, and this will be one more. Uh yeah, I so on the internet there has been quite a bit of like disappointment that 
Look, it's been a long time since we... What did we used to say to the internet? We used to tell it to calm down. Yeah, or, or like get over itself or yeah, just like some, a general boo. Some, yeah, yeah, that's right. So general boos. We're taking all of the boos away that we would normally apply to like Capcom, Capcom or Square Enix probably um, and just applying it generally to the internet. I, I, I don't know. Is it because people want uh, a, another Metroid Prime from Retro? No, I think what it is is that people... Because Re- Re- uh, Metroid Prime was is like a beloved franchise, yeah, and the retro at that time, yeah, developed it. Um, people, uh, some people have it in their head that it's like what retro really wants to be doing. Sure, is working on like a new IP that's hardcore and you I, know like <sighs> serious. Yeah. yeah, I mean, this is just the same thing as like. Uh the rare argument of like oh rare should be making uh you know collectathon like open world you know they should be making banjo kazooie again um or you know whatever but it's like no that that team changes different people it has a different identity than it used to yeah like the retro that made um metroid prime doesn't exist anymore no they made halo 5 right (laughs) yeah (laughs) basically the 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 retro team that made donkey kong you know like donkey kong country returns and tropical freeze that team doesn't exist anymore you know like game studios have so much churn and turnover and game studios aren't like a mono they don't yes uh, they're not an entity unto themselves right right like retro does when we talk about retro we talk about a collective of artists yeah um that are like sharing an aesthetic or resources i guess and is what i meant uh and uh yeah it's 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 silly to think that uh they would want to like go back to that now or it's, that they're like making something against their will yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> like they're being coerced make... into like ma- uh making this game right and also like even if you do want to have that like retro is retro is retro um and uh you know they they've made metroid prime and they've made donkey kong country games and that's what they're qualified to do um isn't a Star Fox like racing game the natural collision of those two franchises? Like you take the big dumb monkeys and you put them in space <laughs> and you get Star Fox. Well, and it, I feel like even with you know like acknowledging that Retro is a totally different team mm-hmm, overseen mm-hmm. by a totally different team from Nintendo than made Re- Retroid Prime, Metroid Prime. I think there is something if you are a fan of Retro's work, and I think. Uh, even though the games they made have been very different, like the franchises they touched have been very different, they've done a, an amazing job with both of them. Yeah. And like they took Metroid, a kind of dead franchise, and reinvented it for something. Sure, sure. So I am super excited to see what they have in store for Star Fox, a franchise yeah. that could totally use that. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I, I'm always excited to see what they're going to do, and I am one of those people who is interested in Star Fox as a franchise, even though I don't much like playing those games. Yeah, So I'm there. I'm going to show up for I it. I think that David Wise um, has been working with Retro. No. And so if he's doing, That's right, if he's he doing music for this, that just like That's great. Uh, really increases my excitement. So yeah, I would imagine we see this at E3. It's been a while since Tropical Freeze yeah. was originally released on the Wii U. February so. 2014. Uh, Kotaku, Kotaku, in their story about uh, Star Fox Grand Prix, is also reported that Retro has been developing or was developing an, another title, but that that game was in a rocky state and may have been canceled. Nobody really knows. Mm, mysterious. 
Uh, Nintendo's announced that the Mario Tennis Aces pre-launch online tournament that they, uh, I think, talked about at the last Direct will be taking place June 1st to June 3rd. That's uh, only the Japanese date has been announced, but operating under the assumption that it'll be around that time here in the West as well. Um, The demo will be available for download starting May 25th again in Japan, but presumably around that same time. Has to be pretty soon. That game comes out next month, so... Yeah, uh, yes. Wow. We're just cruising through the year here. Just hurtling towards... Oblivion. Yes. <laughs> Death. Uh, Devolver Digital is teaming up with Mega Cat Studios and Take This to release a brand new Super Nintendo game, Fork Parker's Crunch Out. Yeah, so Fork Parker's Crunch Out is a game uh, that uh, highlights the dangers of crunch in the video game, uh, in video game development, and all of the proceeds go to uh, Take This. And Take This is a... Uh, a nonprofit that provides, uh, you know, like information about mental health issues and uh, resources to developers and people working in the game sphere. Um, because, you know, crunch is one of those things that uh, we've kind of just regarded as like a necessary evil in the industry, um, but, you know, totally leads people to burning out and, you know, wrecking their families and stuff like that. So the game is meant to be a like fundraiser to get more uh, money to uh, take this. It is a Super Nintendo game in a Super Nintendo cartridge. Um, I love that. That's like a thing that a happens thing all now. the time now. Yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, we've got uh, some uh, the, the little uh, paragraph um, from PR from their PR people about the game goes: Fork Parker's Crunch Out is a classic arcade style game featuring the notorious developer. Uh, Devolver Digital CFO as he bootstraps a ragtag group of game developers from a downtrodden garage studio to a high-rise megacorporation using only his love of, of profit and questionable motivation tactics. Deadlines are not to be missed, and Fork will use any and all methods of encouragement to keep his team focused and productive as they work to get their next big hit out on time and hit their bonuses, which are unfortunately tied to the game's critical reception. So it's obviously like a tongue in cheek. You're you're playing a uh, a CEO like slave driver of a uh, developer guy, um, and I I'm curious to know what the arcade style uh, like action is in this. Um, so uh, I I pre-ordered one of these because uh, it's a a good cause, and I want a, a Super Nintendo cartridge that I can pop into my Super NT. Um, if you want to uh, pick up yours or pick up a, a copy for yourself, it's uh, forty nine ninety nine, or there's a limited edition for one forty nine ninety nine. But it sounds like they're only printing like a thousand of these things anyway, so I don't know what makes one limited edition and the other one less limited. Um, but if you're interested in any of that, you can go to uh, Devolver Digital's uh, Twitter. I don't know what that is. Just go to Twitter and search for Devolver Digital. NES Classic Editions are coming back to stores in North America and Europe on June 29th. So we have a date. We have a date. Mark, do we know if controllers are also coming out? No. I would love to pick up a second We don't. NES controller. My assumption is that they will, but... They'll still be impossible to find, or uh, maybe they won't like r- r- <laughs> yeah. bring them out at all. You know, like I, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe they won't. I mean, they they barely put them out in the first place. Yeah, r- remember the uh, the store that I went to had forty nine NES classics and three extra controllers. It it wouldn't surprise me if they find more of an equilibrium. Sure, this time around. Uh, the SNES Classic, since its release, has had fairly, especially in the more recent months, has had 
pretty steady restocks like on yeah. amazon and gamestop online like every pretty much every week yeah they're getting the, more so it'd be nice if the nes mm-hmm. classic edition gets into that cadence as well yeah there there was a little and they're, they're saying that they expect to uh, continually restock them through the end of the year um but yeah there, there was a little bit where like i i saw you know someone tweeting that they were or that the super nintendos were available um and you know it was a tweet that i saw like hours later and they were still there so i mean they again you know sell out but uh there, there are entire windows of hours, possibly even a whole day, where uh, you can find these things. In Japan, a special edition of the Famicom Classic is being released to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the man- manga magazine Weekly Jump. Uh, rather than the 30 games that appear in the original version of the Famicom Classic, this version has 20 games featuring characters um, from manga, including Dragon Ball Z. Uh, it's gold. It's thing literally is, gold. It's gold. Uh-huh. It's gold in color. Golden anniversary. No plans to release in the West. Uh, makes sense. And uh, yeah, it's almost a little bit weird to me that this is the first like special edition, classic edition that we have seen. Yeah. And this is one of the things that I was theorizing before the Super NES was uh, announced. I was like, no, no, no. Well, we need to... And did we even do an episode on it? Maybe we even did an episode on uh, like, oh, they should just put out an NES Classic 2 that just has 30 different games on it uh, or 30 more games on it or or something like that. Um, But yeah, the, I I love the idea of uh, making like getting a collection of games in on a theme, you know, Um, you know, we were excited about that Disney afternoon uh, classic or what was it called? Just Disney afternoon collection. I think collection. Um, And if there was like a, uh, a, special like disney edition nes classic like totally i would be there for that in a heartbeat yeah so i don't know can you think of any other like kinds or like any other special editions of I mean, NES classic ju- would be cool? even you could just do like thematically like you'd be like a sports one a, yeah absolutely you know platformers only rpg uh square enix snes classic edition oh yeah gangbusters i mean even if there are only like 10 games on it like, yeah. they're all stone cold classics <laughs> and final fantasy crystal chronicles in a separate announcement, Nintendo revealed a new adjustable charging stand for the Switch to be released on July 13th for 20 bucks. Uh, the stand features a port on the side for an AC adapter, so you can like charge while playing in tabletop mode. This is mostly noteworthy to me, because I always forget the tabletop mode is even a thing. Yeah, it does. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, why? why? Put it in your hands or put it on the TV. <laughs> Don't put it on the table. I mean, I guess, again, for local multiplayer, it makes a lot of sense, but yes. I haven't played it that way a bunch. I guess that, that, is, the, that is the, like, uh, the bar scenario or the restaurant or, like... But Nieces and nephews. And yeah. Like, yeah. But I'll, always for that, I'm like, uh, you don't want to carry, like, another thing with it, right? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe some people do. Maybe they do. Uh, former Bandai Namco software engineer, who now allegedly works at Nintendo, tweeted last week that he left Bandai Namco before development of Smash Brothers Switch began, but that he created the rendering engine it's running on. So this would mean that Bandai Namco is working on Smash Brothers Switch, which I guess was already I was already assuming because they worked on the Wii U and 3DS iterations. Yeah, I mean. Why? Why would you not keep that going forward? If if they have the the know how and have demonstrated that they can make you know what is essentially like the definitive version of this game, like just let them keep doing it. We also know that Bandai Namco has a number of original Switch titles in development, including the rumored Ridge Racer Six, uh, that they said they will start releasing slash announcing this summer. 
Yeah, and Bandai Namco is going to be in the, the the Switch game for the long haul. So yeah, not 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 really a not really a surprise, but all good information to have. Also this week, Capcom announced Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate is coming to the Switch on August twenty eighth. Uh, this is the game that was released last year in Japan as Monster Hunter Double Cross, like Switch Edition or whatever they called it. Mm-hmm. Um, it there's a 3DS version of the game that I played the demo for, um, talked about it in some episode way back. And uh, yeah, so now it's getting localized. And if you play the 3DS version, you'll be able to transfer that save to the Switch. Um, so obviously you sampled it for a little bit on 3DS. Do you think there's any chance for you to go back and like try to play monster i honestly hunter think here. if i was going to get a monster hunter game you'd go this, world i would do world yeah. yeah there's been a lot of buzz around monster hunter world obviously not a a switch game um but you know we have these other other beautiful boxes sitting under our tvs that we want to play things on beautiful boxes beautiful boxes uh anti creates revealed bloodstained curse of the moon for switch and 3ds and a bunch of other platforms coming may 24th so soon it's an <laughs> 8-bit <laughs> castlevania 3 riff um versus like the psx era inspired game the full bloodstain promises to be i am so into this bloodstain just to quick catch up if you're not familiar with it is the game that is being designed by ikaruga one of the main guys behind castlevania originally um he's basically just making castlevania again because konami won't let him um and so then there's this 8-bit version of it which is coming to all these other platforms super cool um it's coming out ahead of yeah, actual blood stain. Uh-huh. And it's just 10 bucks. I'm I'm very excited. Uh as much as I like the like DS and Game Boy Advance and Symphony of the Night, I am a, the first four games are like my favorite games. type of Castlevania. Yeah. Um so I I'm really excited for more of that. Uh they also showed off Gunvolt Chronicles Luminous Avenger 9 IX. Mm. Um it a new entry in like the Gunvolt series. Inti Creates is just pumping out games. Yeah, and they have been selling well. Yeah. So, uh it's great. You know, they again with like the uh Gunvolt series is very mm-hmm. much like Mega Man, so they're basically like filling the void right until Mega Man 11 comes out. Uh-huh. Uh, Japanese magazine Koro Koro included a tease about some Splatoon news to be released on June 9th. This tease, uh, basically the scan of the magazine or the magazine, whatever it is, the ad, the tease for the announcement, mm-hmm. uh, claims that it will shock the world. The world, Mark. But then there was like a counter rumor to this. That, it's uh, been a weird week. Yeah, like a Spanish uh, video game side reached out to Nintendo, and Nintendo said that it was a baseless rumor. But the scan does actually exist, so maybe there will be some earth-shattering Splatoon 2 news. Maybe there won't. Right. I mean, but there was also like further confusion when the scan originally surfaced. People thought it was from Weekly Jump, which we were just referred to earlier with the um, NES uh, 50th anniversary edition thing. Uh, it was actually Koro Koro. So look, maybe there's some big news about Splatoon 2 coming out in June on June 9. And maybe there isn't. That's- I mean, maybe it's just detailed information about the expansion. Or maybe it's just detailed information about like the uh, the tournament that they're having at E3 like two days later, right? You know? So, um, yeah, and and also like 
shock the world it might be like shocks the world of splatoon 2 <laughs> you know like oh yeah those squid kids are gonna be really racked up about something speaking of splatoon 2 donatello was victorious in last weekend's splatfest uh that means he's going up against raf in the finals this friday starting at 9 p.m pacific time mm-hmm. um now which one is your boy both both of my boys have not advanced this. Oh round. wow! So yeah. you don't care at all. I don't care at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll, we'll not be we'll not be checking back in on this. Well, finally, um, I mean, hold on. Don't okay. get me wrong. We will report on it. On oh, who, yeah, on yeah, who yeah. won? Uh-huh. Um, and all I'm saying, do what, what, who do I like better, Donatello or Raphael? Donatello, Raphael. Got to go, Raphael on this one. Sorry, Donnie. I'm really rooting for him. Uh, <laughs> finally, in news designed, uh, uh, continually just designed to infuriate Patrick. Mm. As part of an increased focus on indie games in Japan by Nintendo, it was revealed that Pocket Rumble will be released on Switch in Japan sometime. Okay. Eventually. Uh, now, hold on. Why does this infuriate me? Because it's the game is coming to Japan? I, I think just because they keep mentioning this game without giving any <laughs> co- any concrete information. It's like, oh, yeah, sure. We'll release Pocket Rumble in Japan. Well, when is it coming out? Oh, uh, uh, you know, sometime, eventually, maybe. Pocket Rumble and Wargroove. I can't believe these games aren't out yet. Like, these are both games that were teased in the original uh, Nindy Showcase before the switch came out it's got to be something with online for pocket rumble oh right? absolutely it's got to be something with online it's it, yeah that what like 100 it has to be but also like there are other fighting games that are coming out uh like there was a street fighter game already and the net code for that works just fine um and you know this is already this is using ggpo which is like a, a good uh, fighting game online client as it is so like what i don't obviously Video games are very complicated to make. Online fighting games, infrastructure, blah, 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 blah. Um, but, like, why, why isn't this game out yet? Very weird. All right. Well, you're right. It does infuriate me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mark. Let's get out of the news. All right. That will do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. That was a lot of news, Mark. We, I think we did a great job. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, hail the Conquering Heroes. Da, da, na, 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 na. Uh, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If you want to mention Hail the Conquering Heroes in your review, we'll give you a nice little shout-out. Possibly some ups, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Big ups. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell. And collectively, we are at Ninkart Society. We're on Facebook. It's Nintendo Cartridge Society there. If you like Mark or Mine's opinions, we write about comic books on retconpunch.com. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by 8 Betty. You can check out more of his music by going to 8 or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers describing us as a cross between Diddy Kong Racing and the other one, F-Zero. <laughs> and thanks for listening. Campfire.